Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Hello, listeners of Color Me Dad. Cello. Well, today on Color Me Dad, we're going to do a follow-up. But before we do a follow-up, we're going to talk about why you should go check us out at ageofradio.org slash colormedead. Go there, listen to our episodes, shop the bazaar, check out other episodes uh, from different shows. Um, maybe you guys are starting a podcast and you need to join a syndicate. You can do that there too. That you can. You, you can, can also it. donate to our Patreon while you're there. That great big button. Click it. We have pledges from a dollar on up to 75. You choose. And when you do that, you get all the so-sodes. Yep. And you get little randoms. I've been putting out little random clips of our little random thoughts here and there <laughs> that, that just so fortunately got recorded. Yeah. <laughs> like what the the editing hamsters, I think, was the last one. So if you want to go <laughs> here. About that. <laughs> if you want to go here, extra random shit, you can donate to that Patreon. You can also do it at patreon.com slash color me dead. If that's not it, I keep forgetting to look that up. Just search color me dead from Just there. Just look for us for Fact. God's sake. Why would I look that up? I like to keep it interesting. Search you, for me. Search it. Search it. Show good. <laughs> if you guys are interested in picking up some merch, you can do that. At color me dead pod.threadless.com or Lagra Creations. Send her a message. Her name is Amanda. She okay. is lovely. She is one of my favorites. Yes. I adore her. I do too. She makes some badass custom Color Me Dead stuff. You can get whatever the shit you want made from her. I've sent her the most random things and been like, "I this is sort of what I want. I've done the exact same thing. And she sends like, back exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, damn. She's done the exact same thing for me. Where I'm like, this would be extra cool on a t-shirt. Bam. Done. Yeah. I want this on a t-shirt. Can you do it? Bam. Done. Yep. Can you make this on a mug? Done. Keychains, earrings, alt bookmarks. Yep. So if you guys are interested and you want to pick up some stuff, you can go check us out at Threadless. Or if you want real cool, real specific, very custom, color me dead, check out LeGras Creations. That's L-E space G-R-A Creations. If you guys want to check us out on social media, you can do that too. We're on Facebook with the Color Me Dead podcast page, and we have the Facebook group. You can find us on Instagram at gory underscore Nikki and Color Me Dead, excuse me, Color Me Dead Angel, as well as Color Me Dead podcast. Should you be a Twitterer and do the tweety tweet, which we barely do. We don't tweet. Tweetly dee 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 dee. Tweet tweet. But it's at. Color Me Dead Pod. Should snail mail, fan mail, ransom letters, death threats, hate mail. You want to send that? We will have it. Send it to the fan box. Send it to... <laughs> Put it in the fan box. It goes straight to the fan box at P.O. Box 1610, Vernal, Utah, 84078. I laugh so hard. <laughs> I like pulled my mouth back funny i think i just chipped another tooth oh god it's okay it's okay from the previous week for those of you joining us if you haven't gone and listened to episode 137 
Diane Schuler, The Wrong Way Mom. Go back and listen to that. Otherwise, this shit ain't going to make sense. No. And, and then you're going to want to give me like two-star iTunes reviews and shit. Because you're going to be like, I didn't understand what they were talking about. They, ta- they just they, went right into use, this story with they, no backstory. And I don't know what they were talking about. Jesus. Well, what we are going to do today on episode 138 is we have an article that I came across after the fact. Like I'd written this great episode. Me and Nikki got it all. You know, she watched the documentary. We got all learned about the situation. We had our good conversations. And we wrapped back and forth. We put out a good episode. And then I find this, uh, find this article that I thought was really interesting. Now, this doesn't confirm nor deny this is just more information an extra thing for you to think about because you needed more yeah right because that wasn't a mind fuck enough what we have for you comes from the therium factory this was published two years ago and it said did diane schuler have auto brewery brewery syndrome sorry that's difficult to say say it Auto brewery syndrome. I forgot what the last word was. Is it easier to say if you say it in a British accent? Yes. Okay. I just can't say the word brewery. Brewery doesn't want to come out of my mouth properly. No. Several readers commented on the original blog post from the Ethereum factory, the Taconic Parkway crash. And some people were throwing out the possibility that Diane Schuler experienced a rare medical complication called auto brewery syndrome. And this is a condition that may have led to her erratic behavior, elevated blood alcohol level, also for her apparent lack of history of alcoholic behavior. So let's take a look at some of the evidence for and against this theory. And of course, if you guys want to discuss this further, hop on the group page on Facebook or add us on Twitter, whatever. What is autobrewery syndrome? Um, autobrewery syndrome, also referred to as gut fermentation syndrome, is a rare medical condition in which the stomach or gut produces an excessive amount of ethanol after eating a meal high in carbohydrates. This sudden production of ethanol causes a spike in the affected person's blood alcohol content and symptoms mirror those of someone highly intoxicated. Dizziness, erratic behavior, slurred speech, irritable bowel syndrome, belching, chronic fatigue, dry mouth, disorientation, and hangovers. The condition occurs in both children and adults. She just ate some motherfucking... McDonald's. McDonald's. Well, autobrewery syndrome appears more commonly in Japan than it does in the United States. However, even in Japan, it's exceedingly rare. The condition is diagnosed when a person reports the symptoms to a medical doctor and their BAC comes back elevated with the absence of alcohol present. Treatment includes diet management to reduce uh, sugars, carbohydrate intake, as well as keeping good bacteria in the gut with probiotics. So, like, like anybody would know, she had it because she doesn't even talk about her her tooth. tooth. You know, even if she was having some sort of problem, she wouldn't have told anybody. But it doesn't look like any of her medical records indicate that she was being seen. No, for abdominal pain or irritation or whatever. I would like to know what she ate that morning at McDonald's, please. Well, I'm fixing to tell you. Okay, good. Are you ready? 
Well, it's good because I wanted to know. <laughs> so the evidence that Diane Schuler may have experienced the autobrewery syndrome, this condition would account for Diane's apparent lack of prior alcoholic behaviors. Others, <clears throat> excuse me, others in her life don't report seeing her drink alcohol in excess or like even see her, um, like not just drunk, but like drinking ever. A private investigator hired by Diane's widower, remember Ruskin? Mr. Ruskin. Mr. Thomas Ruskin. I don't know. We call him and he won't call us oh, he back. Won't, he's not returning calls. I don't know. Well, Ruskin said that he could not find a relative or a friend who had ever observed Diane drinking heavily or being intoxicated. Autobrewery syndrome would account for her rapid behavioral escalation. It's also possible that she ate a, a carb-heavy meal at McDonald's, and we know for a fact that she ordered an orange juice, which is very high in sugar. Yeah, it is. The condition of Diane's liver at the autopsy was found to be in a normal range, suggesting that possible lack of long-term alcohol abuse wasn't there. So if her liver wasn't enlarged, if her liver didn't show, you know, damage from like early onset of cirrhosis. So her liver wouldn't have indicated long-term alcohol abuse. The other thing is Diane did not appear drunk to witnesses at most of her stops, whether it was McDonald's, the Sonico, like she literally went from zero to a hundred in an hour. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Whatever happened must have taken place very suddenly. Diane did not have a known history of perpetrating child abuse, attempting suicide, or any acts of violence whatsoever against others. That could be why she stopped to smoke the weed because she got sick and was like, this helps. Smoke. Right. I don't I'm feel good. I'm going to smoke the weed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a few puffs. Or let's face facts, dude. Driving with three children or excuse me, five children. Under eight. Under eight in one car. That's some loud fucking chaotic shit. Sorry. That's I only take three usually. I don't know. Well, I've got five now, but I usually only take three. But that's enough. That's enough to drive you fucking crazy. I'm just saying that five children under the age of eight, like age two to eight in one vehicle... That's a lot, dude. And this is, keep in mind, this was back in 2009 before we had, everybody had an iPad and everybody had a smartphone and everybody had a tablet. So they were, everybody was equally as entertained and not touching, kicking, fucking slapping each other. No, 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 no. This is 2009. Uh -huh. So those kids likely didn't have all the gadgets and gadgets that. Well, hell no, because the iPhone just barely came out. So they didn't have all that. Dude, Entertaining in 2000, shit. Yeah, in 2009, I was still using... Um, I'm pretty sure I had an the Evo. Motorola Razor. I was, <laughs> I was using an Evo Android. Anyway, um, the point being that, you know, if she did... When she did, not if, when she did stop to smoke, it was likely because she wasn't feeling well. So this is the evidence that has been compiled that Diane Schuler did not have... And did not experience an episode with Auto Brewery. An empty vodka bottle was found smashed in the wreckage of the minivan. The vodka normally stored in the camper was talked about and discussed in the prior episode. And Diane's husband can't seem to make sense of why she would have moved it from 
camper to minivan prior to taking off with the kids. It would appear that she had specifically moved an open bottle of vodka from the camper, her husband, excuse me, from the camper to the minivan she was driving. But why if she wasn't drinking it along the way? Like, why would you even put an open container into your vehicle? It doesn't make any sense. Well... This, okay, this thing says that the minivan has a trunk, but... It's not a trunk. It's, it's like closed. a it's a cargo yeah. bay. So it could have flown up. Like, if it was up when you pack the back of the, right. you know, car, and if it was up at the top, when they hit something, it could have flown forward. Oh, totally. So, because on here, it's like, why not place the alcohol in the trunk out of the reach of the driver and the children? Well, I'm sure that you could have. But when you run into somebody head on at 70 miles an hour, a lot of shit, including bodies, you know, go flying around a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Well, no mother wants to get pulled over with a van full of kids in an open container if she's not drinking. It's It's tough to think of another explanation for this, but... Here's the other thing. Vodka is a common drink of choice for late stage or later stage alcoholics. Um, It's easier to mask the scent and the alcohol concentration is higher than other beverages because you can get that at a like 100 proof. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's really true. Like my drink of choice turned into vodka. Like I used to be a very, um, very staunch whiskey drinker. And as my dance with the devil progressed, I was shit, I could take down a half gallon of vodka in a day, you know, no problem. Yeah. Um, that being said, it is also clear, which makes it easier to swap in places of other drinks like water or, you know, juice, protein shake, teas. The fact that vodka was the alcohol choice present says something, I think. Uh, Yeah. Like when they're trying to talk about Drinking around the campfire. When the fuck do you ever go camping and think, you know what sounds good? A pina colada. What? No. Give me a fucking Irish coffee. Give me... Yeah. Give me spiked top chocolate. Give me... Give me a... I'm a... Give me a Jameson and Coke. Yeah. I was like, I'm a Jack and Coke kind of... Yeah. That's usually my go-to. Like, who the hell is in there blending up fucking pina coladas and shit to sit around a campfire? Like, maybe I'll do some weird shit and in New York when you go camping. I don't know. Maybe New York camping is different than camping here. Anyway, back at the ranch. Yes. So the beverage of choice is vodka instead of anything else, which is to us, in our opinion, not necessarily, you know, making pina coladas by the campfire is not what we do. Um, Mm. When Diane crashed, she had the equivalent of 10 shots in her bloodstream and an additional 10 shots of undigested alcohol in her stomach at the time of autopsy. So it's curious, you know, if um, to know if the ethanol produced by auto brewery appears the same in the stomach as undigested shots of vodka. My understanding from what I have read on the subject is that auto brewery syndrome produced ethanol, which is a gas, and Diane had liquid in her stomach. While the ethanol and the vodka might produce the same physiological effects, it appears that the coroner would be able to determine on an autopsy whether someone had undigested vodka or not. But did they go that far into it or were they just like, yep, alcohol? So 
they did. Like, they they fully investigated all of her every insides. Um, I have looked at the autopsy report. That is a really well done autopsy. Dr. Werner Spitz was correct when he met with the Schuler family and was like, you don't need another autopsy done. This one this was tip well top. Done. Well, that lady doesn't look like she would fuck up. I'm just saying. She looks entirely too fucking up tight to fuck up. Yeah. She hasn't fucked up since third grade. Nope. That was the last one. She was in third grade and she misspelled vacuum in the school spelling bee. Lost. Shamed the family. Shame on you. Shame on your family. Shame on your cow. And that was the last time she ever fucked up. And that was the last time she ever fucked up. So this autopsy goes deep. The, the, Diane had all the risk factors for being a closeted alcoholic. She had the childhood trauma. She was a perfectionist. She had controlling tendencies. She had a high power career and the public presentation with the, like, to, to perpetuate that illusion of like perfect domestic Mm -hmm. life, um, an opposite work schedule as her husband. She was the primary adult who had to do everything, would actually be able to monitor any alcohol use. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Or. Yeah. There's nobody there keeping her accountable. Like, kids I mean, aren't going to know. It's, no, it's her. It's you, 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 you. The other thing. An absence of liver damage at autopsy does not mean that Diane wasn't abusing alcohol. It means that if she was, it hadn't damaged her liver yet. She was relatively young, 36. We're three years above that. Yeah. If she was a closeted alcoholic, we wouldn't know how long prior to the car crash her drinking had started. But for somebody like me, I had been a heavy drinker. Or, you know what I mean? Like a pretty active drinker most of my life. My liver wasn't damaged until 2017, 18. 18 is when uh, I was hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And that's when they looked at my liver and they were like, okie dokie, we see. You broke it. We see what you have done. You got to fix it. But I hadn't had problems up until that point. And I'd been Mm -hmm. drinking for over... A decade, you know, over two decades. Yeah. So if she was a closeted alcoholic, she hadn't been doing it that long. Okay. Diane had high levels of THC in her system at the time of her death. Reports indicated that she would have smoked as recently as 15 minutes prior to the crash. There's no such thing as auto cannabis syndrome. So we know for a fact that Diane had smoked prior to or during the trip with her kids. If, if Diane <clears throat> was smoking on her trip or during the trip while she was in the car with her kids, that would also be indicative and consistent with somebody, like indicative of a drinker or a closeted alcoholic. And it would be consistent with someone who also drank alcohol prior to or during like a car trip, mm-hmm. right? I can verify that. Can confirm. Mm-hmm. So here's what uh, I'd like to... Make words, but my mouth right now is going on strike. There's a riot in my mouth. My tongue is attacking the side of my... I I don't know what's happening. But this, to answer your question, is what she had for breakfast. 
Diane purchased an orange juice at McDonald's, which happens to be a common uh, mixer for vodka. I didn't even think about that till they said it. Diane's stomach also contained 180 milliliters of gray fluid with no pills or fragments in it at the time of her autopsy, meaning there's no mention of food particles or remnants in her stomach. Typical food digestion could take as long as six to eight hours for the food to move from the stomach into the small intestines. Diane purchased food at 10.30 a.m., but only three hours later, she was dead. There should have been food in her stomach. Hmm. So, in order for auto-brewery syndrome to actually be believed, you would have to have high sugar, high carbohydrate, carbohydrate meal that would have induced that high elevated ethanol level, and yet she had no food in her system. No food in Diane's system would be consistent with a person attempting to get as buzzed as possible as quickly as possible on alcohol. But hold on. But wait. I have a thought. There's more. She threw up twice. She did. She was seen on the side of the road throwing up. It appeared that she had been sick to her stomach. She was hunched over um, at one point in time at the Ramapo um, rest area. She was on all fours. So, that could explain the food if there was any. But oh, good thinking, Lincoln. If she had, in fact, been ill two or three times on the side of the road and tossed her fucking McDonald's out, there wouldn't be food in her belly. Now, would there? There would be sludge which they did find so it's still it's not completely debunked yet not yet that was an excellent point Thanks. well done well thank you well thank you so kindly You're so nice that's so i just appreciate i appreciate you so much <laughs> um if diane did have auto brewery it appears that this would have been the first incident of its kind, which would have been stunningly inopportune. No one had ever witnessed Diane acting erratically or in an intoxicated manner in the months and years prior to the crash. Diane, <clears throat> Diane never sought medical attention for any bizarre onset of symptoms. At least that's what we think we know. Right. What if she's going to a doctor that they don't know about and how would they know to pull the... That's what I'm saying is like, would you, would you have to pull, um, you would have to look at your, like your medical claims records all the way through, like all of your EOBs Mm -hmm. from your insurance provider to see exactly who she had seen. Because if she was acting erratically and was having issues like that, where she was like, she couldn't see, or she was acting drunk and stumbling on herself and couldn't see, couldn't speak... That would be fucking scary. Yeah. I just did some weird shit that wasn't common for me. Scared the shit out of me and cost me about (laughs) $37,000. Thank you, State Farm, for having my fucking back. For real. Hey. Anyway, the point being, shit like that happens and it's incredibly scary. And here's something that I would like to point out. It makes you feel very out of control which probably would have fiddled with her mental state as well. Oh, yeah. If that was, in fact, a thing. Yeah. Anyways, what they do, you know, what we have right now, the information that we do have is that she wasn't being seen for any of these weird, bizarre symptoms. How crazy and fortunate would it be that the first time she experiences the sudden onset and severe auto brewery syndrome 
is during a brief drive home in a minivan loaded with fucking kids with an open vodka bottle in the car loaded to the gills with THC. Wouldn't she? I, wouldn't she swerve though? One would, would think. think. That's the part that gets me every time is the fact that she wasn't ever swerving. Ever. Well, if the Otterbury syndrome was caused by the consumption of liquids, I would imagine that uh, Diane would have <clears throat> would have needed to imbibe a ton of orange juice, more than one serving's worth, at McDonald's. I don't know how it works, so I don't I don't know. But maybe she ate, like <clears throat> we said, she ate and froze up. It's very, very real possibility that she did eat and then froze up, or maybe there was no. Food in her belly, and she was a closeted alcoholic, and her body started rejecting shit. Yeah. And she couldn't eat, and then would randomly throw up the booze that she was trying so desperately to keep in. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Mm, isn't that fun? That's so much fun. You want to dig up some old shit that'll make us both uncomfortable? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay without it. I'm n- hard no. That's a hard no That's for hard me, no. y'all. Sort yourself out. Diane was very, very angry. Multiple witnesses on the on the Taconic described Diane as staring straight ahead with an intent, determined look on her face. She was harassing and honking other drivers and driving in a generally aggressive manner, appearing at times to be inciting a crash or altercation with other drivers. Of course, this could be attributed to her intoxicated state, but we can't rule out that Diane was just pissed off. Perhaps she had a conversation with Danny that, you know, or learned something just prior to leaving that campsite. I have been pretty pissed off in my life at some people. And I never drove five children in the wrong way in traffic for 1.7 miles. Um, you know, me, me neither. I'm just saying. And I have five children often. Seven children often. <clears throat> so I my have thing lots is, of children often. And I've been pissed off while I had them. I did not drive in the wrong way. I have been extraordinarily angry. Like 12 out of 10. And been driving. I have never, like, I'll talk shit. And I will rage verbally in the privacy of my own vehicle but I don't honk or tailgate or harass people because quite frankly I've watched enough YouTube that I know that usually the person that does that ends up wrecking their shit like instant karma mm-hmm. yeah. so here's the other thing you have a great point when you say well if she wasn't a drinker if she was not a closeted alcoholic and she was experiencing auto brewery wouldn't she have, I don't know, been swerving, weaving in and out of a lane? Especially if she's not a, not a drinker. If she's not a regular drinker. And she's at 0.19 <clears throat> alcohol, blood alcohol level. That's pretty fucking high, man. That's... For like, for not your average drinker, for somebody that casually and socially imbibes, you are fucking wasted. Yeah wasted bad you're pissing on the floor yeah you're pissing your pants while you're driving that car oh for sure for sure now now if we are going to do the assumption game the speculation station so to speak 
that this was her first incident of autobrewery and she'd never experienced any of it before, you're going to have to assume that she started feeling woozy, which would have been alarm pretty alarming if she hadn't been drinking. But she didn't call anybody for help. No friends, no family. She didn't indicate to anybody that she was off. Not anybody at the campground, not at McDonald's, not at the Sonico, nothing. And if you're not- getting ready to drive with five kids, uh, me, if I'm getting ready to drive with five kids and I don't feel right, I'm telling somebody, hey, I don't feel good. We're getting ready to go here. Will you, you know, I'm going to check in here and there. Hey, if I'm not home, if I don't check in with you at this point, if I'm not home by this time. And I get that she was a super control freak, but. Well, damn. I'm thinking that that is in large part one of her greatest character defects. Uh. She wasn't going to call, uh, she, she wouldn't have called for, for help. She, ne- in fact, I think that's probably in her fucked off state. That's why she left her phone on the Tappan Zee Bridge. Well, yeah. Cause it's she's like, like, okay, you know what? No more fucking phone calls. I got this shit. Like, I got it. I got this. it. Like one of two things, either I got it and I can get home or fuck it. Nobody's going to interrupt me while I murder suicide everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. Well, we don't want you to know which way you're going. She probably didn't want him to GPS track her so that they couldn't see where she was going so that she could get her job done that she was going to do. See, and nobody really knows what route she took. Mm-mm. So to reenact anything or to know like what she was doing once she left the Tappan Zee, fucking nobody knows. Nobody but knows. Whatever she was doing went undetected because nobody really said anything about her driving after the Tappan Zee Bridge until she was on the Taconic. Mm-hmm. Like all the witnesses and shit were like, oh yeah, we were going through the tolls and she's honking and swerving and like cutting people off, blah, blah, blah. And then of course, when you're driving the wrong way on and off, going on and off ramp for 1.7 miles. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have gone the wrong way on and off. Like, my stepdad's done it before. He was, yeah. Wow. He went the wrong way. But he realized it immediately and did not drive 1.7 miles in an anger drive stare down the road. So. And we all had seatbelts on. I have been in a vehicle with other adults that were out partying. And we all jump in the car. And, of course, there's always somebody that's like, oh, I'm fine to drive, that isn't, gets behind the wheel, and we start to leave, and you see, like, eight lanes of headlights facing you, and we're all fucked up, and been drinking all goddamn night, and still know that, like, that's fucking bad. You're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. you need to turn around. One-way road, one-way road. Yep. Like, hey. So, but this says mm-hmm. that the opened bottle of vodka was found under a seat. Yes. I haven't read that part before. I hadn't gathered that part. They just kept saying it was in the vehicle, in the vehicle. Well, this is under the seat. Here's the thing, though. In those minivans, because it was a 2004 minivan, right? In those minivans with the bench seats, shit can roll back and forth from cargo bay to driver's seat. In mine, you can't. It can't. And mine's a 2001 
or something. Something pretty fucking sweet like that. Pretty, pretty fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. So was it under the seat all along? Did it end up there in the crash? Like, did it right. fly around the cab of the vehicle and then end up lodged? Or did she always have it stashed under there? Or was Maybe, it there the whole time? I think she had a really long straw. That she had it under the seat with a really long straw, and she'd just, like, lean over and take a rip. Like the uh, the booze helmet? Mm-hmm. The douche cap? Yeah, but hers was, like, a driving... With a crazy straw looped mm-hmm. through the steering wheel and around the gear shift and shit? She just had to, like, lean over and sip. Perhaps. Because how else would anybody fucking know what she was doing? God. Also, so... So it was a bad to him. Mm-hmm. The last one we didn't really talk about the couple, the older couple who were following her before the bridge when she pulled off onto that big off ramp, the big, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ramapo rest area. Yeah, the rest area. Um, the one the guy was talking about it because he was irritated at how she was driving, and they pulled over at the rest area too. I think to kind of get get away from her, but she pulled over too. And the guy was like, I wanted to confront her, but I didn't. And he's like, I wonder what life would be like or what would have happened if I had confronted her. Like, he's, like, beating himself up that he didn't confront her. Of course. I wouldn't, like, if I was his wife and he was going to go yell, I would have been like, why? What are you going to do? What are you going to fix? You're going to yell. Nothing's going to happen. See, and I'm not. You're just going to cause a problem. I am that person, and you know that about me, that I would get out of my vehicle. As soon as I realized that she was getting out of her shit... I'd have been out of my shit. Dukes of Hazard style. Bitch, what the fuck? Learned how to goddamn drive. And then she'd have puked on your shoes. You'd have been like, oh, Yeah, but then I could have been right? like, oh shit, bitch. Are you, are you, like, yeah. Y'all right? Can I, like, and then. Can I get you If a you piece had walked over to, her, over to her vehicle and noticed that there were kids, you could have called the police immediately. You could have prevented a woman getting in her vehicle. You know, mm-hmm. block her way. Take her keys. Yeah. Make your husband give her a beer hug. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought about a lot because I would have been the wife that would have been like, no, don't, it's not going to do anything, but it probably would have that time. It kind of sounds like it may have. So from now on, we are allowed to confront whomever you would like. Please do so in an appropriate <laughs> manner and don't ever do things the way I say them out loud because it's not okay. No. Just make um, sure they okay. You all right? You're driving like a fucking dickhead, all right? Are you okay? Because you're being really aggressive on the road, and I want to make sure that you're okay. I you want you to get what, home safe. Yeah. See, that's how we can confront. We, we've come up with a plan. You're being a gigantic prickle with your drivings. Could you not? Could you not? Could you? Fucking not. Fucking not? Uh, in order for the closeted alcoholic theory... To be true, we would have to assume that Danny was in de- Danny was in denial about Diane's behavior. That's a lot of D's. That really is. Danny was in denial about Diane's behavior. About Diane's drinking. Mm-hmm. Let's throw another D in there. Diane's he drinking. would have had to been totally in denial or simply unaware due to the fact that they basically lived opposite fucking schedules. Right, but you have to know. Do you? You do. do. You. you do. Because 
Apparently nobody in Jay's family knew that she was a smoker. And that is a hell of a habit to keep a fucking secret. It is. I could smell that a mile away. I need to be in her family. I'd have been like, bitch, you always smell like smoke. I can smell that shit from a mile away. I know a person that smokes and keeps it a secret. And from their loved ones. And will go so far as to smoke with gloves on to prevent the smell and color of a cigarette's nicotine and such to get on their fingers. Um, Clint, when Clint was trying to hide smoking from me, mm-hmm. he could smoke, come in, wash his hands, do all the shit, you can d- put you lotion still smell on, it. and I still smell that. I'd be like, I smell you. Smoking is a horrible, disgusting habit. And I will miss it when I quit. <laughs> I love it. But, but with I don't, the drinking, I, I guess it would have to be to the point of... It has to be really bad for him to notice <clears throat> if he's not around her. So... Because... Here's... here. Okay, so let me... Let me smell. throw this... Let me throw this out to you. If... He works nights, meaning he comes home first thing in the morning, before she starts drinking, or is drinking it with coffee because coffee is going to mute any alcohol smell. Or did she just brush her teeth? Did she just gargle with Lysol? Did she, there are so many things that we do to keep this shit secret for so long that when you guys actually start picking up on it, we've been doing it a long, long time. Yes and no, because, or we've picked up on it a long time ago and didn't say anything. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. He would see her enough to know. You, but did he care? He didn't give a fuck. And maybe that's what I think that their fight was about, though, is that he saw her drinking and they got in a fight. And I think maybe I'm wrong. Could be wrong. Could be right. I don't know. I think he saw her getting that bottle of vodka and putting it in the car with her, and maybe that sparked a fight because everything seemed kind of hunky dory with the picture with the kids and whatnot. Maybe she loaded up the kids and they had a little fight about the bottle of vodka, and then she bailed off, pissed off. And I don't know. Because when you go camping with a person, you see a lot well, more. Yeah, like you can't hide shit when you're camping. But I know that, like, um,. I mean, you can, but you can't. Well, people I know will hide their bottle, and I wouldn't see any drinks being consumed ever. I would just smell them. I could smell it. That you don't actually see someone drink, but they are. And I bet, you know, I bet she did the same thing camping. It was like, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to. Do you need... Do you need a snack? Do you need a snack? Hungry? Do you need this? I'm going to change the baby. Yeah, like at first I always thought that I was like being spoiled. Like, oh, you'll get me whatever I want whenever I want it. <laughs> this is so cool. Nice. Nope. Really is going in for shots. Well, so if she was drinking like that, if she was the closeted alcoholic that some people think she was, Then living the opposite schedule of her husband, in addition to his no fucks given attitude towards his wife, or maybe she really just stayed that distant. Like during the interview, when they start talking about 
Diane's mother leaving. And they ask Danny and he's like, I don't, she didn't talk about it. Like how much, how much did he really know about his wife? When you are with somebody for 13 years and you have two children, don't you think that, that you even would the have most, had a heart to heart by then? Even the most emotionally walled off, traumatized person would tell their spouse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So either he was in denial or completely fucking unaware. But this is pretty much all we have to assume as the vodka bottle, the blood alcohol levels, the THC, the orange juice, the lack of food. Everything indicates that Diane was drinking heavily that morning with the intention of getting wasted. There's a picture on this article. That's why I keep staring at it. I'm like, I want it blown up. I want it back a little bit more. I want to see where it's at. It's sitting up. That's the bottle of vodka mm-hmm. found in the wreckage of the minivan Diane was driving. Well, I want to know where it's at. Give me a wider view here. I'll see if I can find a photo of the vehicle from afar. Not from afar, but like from the sliding opening door mm-hmm. to see if we can see where it where it is. I'm going to assume that if it is tucked under a seat, it is tucked directly behind the driver's seat or like right here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is like right <clears throat> by her feet. Right. But between her feet and the door, like not between her feet and the door, but in that area. So she could reach down with her left hand. I just had a light bulb. An epiphany. Small one. So the the vehicles collide. Her vehicle goes onto the the grassy area, the median, right? And starts on fire from the impact, whatever, spark, broken vodka, flammable. Mm-hmm. One would think she, if that was tucked up by her feet... Of course, we didn't see her legs, and the only real burns we saw on her corpse was, like, her armpit and a little of her face. And she didn't come... She wasn't out of the car till they opened the door, right? And she Correct. fell out? And she fell out. She was dead on impact. That is a good point. But, like, she doesn't appear to be... No. ...severely burned up here, but we don't really see her legs... You know what I mean? Like, all the photos that you see are kind of, like, waist up. And maybe that's why. Is because her legs are all burned as shit? Now I kind of want to go watch the documentary and look at the pictures of the car again. Um, I'm curious if autopsy photos are available. I don't want them. Well, I do, because that'll give me an opportunity to look at the burns on the legs. And I know that would be difficult for you. Yeah, that's why I'm like, like, no, I'm good. Girl, yeah, bitch. uh, I don't like it. I'm going to tap out of this. Did you uh, save the receipt? Because I don't fucking like it. Take it back. Yeah, take that shit back. Take it back. Wait, it's a gift receipt because it's for you. (laughs) Oh, look at that. That's mine. It's for you. (laughs) Well... We all want to believe that no one could possibly be this big of a fuck knuckle, right? That a woman wasn't really capable 
of intentionally driving a van full of children to their death. No, we we don't want to believe that that she was capable, but all of the I maintain where I was at last on the last episode where I think that she broke. I think cuz she you cannot keep that much shit together that well for that long without breaking. I think something was revealed and she broke. Whether it be she found out her husband was banging his sister-in-law and she didn't want to be the woman whose husband cheated on her because that would take her life out of context. You know, that would not out of context, but out of her little perfection. Or he found out how much she was drinking and he was going to tell people or whatever. And that would also throw it, you know, maybe he gave her a rehab or whatever. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I still think she snapped because I do she too. just, there was too much going on. She was trying to be too perfect. She was trying, she's obviously not dealing with anything in her life because people don't even know anything about her. The most minute yeah, going to having a fucking toothache. Nobody yeah. knows. So, so your brain, yeah, fucking owe me a coke. Well, I don't have one. I have a dog. Never give you a coke. I've got a cherry diet coke upstairs. Will that work? I don't want. Anyway. So anyway, what I'm thinking is final thought. We'll do it like Jerry Springer. Final thoughts. You are the father. <laughs> You are the alcoholic. <laughs> I I really think that she got up that morning. Um, I think that their marriage was on the rocks. First and yeah. foremost, I think it had been rocky for a while. I think their daughter, Erin, was a Band-Aid baby. Mm-hmm. A failed attempt at whatever the fuck they thought they were doing. Here, this will take your mind off of shit. Here's another baby. Ha- boom, have a baby. I think shit was already rocky. I think they fought before they went camping. I think they probably fought the entire fucking time they were camping. Even though they're having a good time with their kids and can smile in photos, doesn't make her... Because there, was, there wasn't a photo of him and her. Mm-mm. And there was an eight-year-old present that very, you know, very capable could have taken it. But um, I think that they got into it before they left. I think she packed that bottle with the intention of having road sodas. Bought the orange juice, fed the kids. I think whatever transpired between her and Danny and just the compounding stress of being perfect and successful and I think she fucking snapped. Now, whether Danny was having an affair with Jay Schuler. That is 100% me being a punk motherfucker and being like, why are you guys always holding hands? Why are you rubbing his back? Why are you always at his house? Like, I find that odd. And so that is my theory. He could have just, uh, I don't know. He could have been shagging somebody else. He could have been looking at homosexual midget porn on the interwebs. I don't fucking know. But bestiality, we don't know. Whatever, whatever straw broke the camel's back. I think that she did have a nervous breakdown. I think she drank in excess to get the courage to kill herself and everybody in the vehicle. Yeah. I I think the nieces were an unfortunate byproduct. I do too, because I don't think she meant to kill them, but I think she did mean to kill her kids because she didn't want the kids to be left with him because he didn't want kids. And be motherless. Because it would have been very easy to take everybody home and then go swallow the business end of a fucking 45, but then you're leaving the aftermath of... 
Danny being the single parent with kids he didn't want, and now the kids don't have a mom. And and they're going to live a miserable life with the miserable asshole. I do feel bad for Brian Schuler. Yeah. He's, he's a, you know, he's young man now, but um, I genuinely hope through the course of the past decade that his dad has had some conversations, shared some feelings, maybe... You know, dealt with his fucking resentments a little bit so that he would stop taking it out on his kid. I still maintain that there was extra marital affairs. Affairs. But that is our follow-up. If there is to be another one, um, perhaps I'll try to find some information on Brian Schuler. Give you an update there. Um, Also... Maybe when I can keep my shit together enough to read and talk about the memoir from Jackie Hance. Oh, God. Talking about losing all three of her children. I read a portion of it and it was incredibly difficult to read. Like, I had a very tight chest. You know when you get ready to, like, ugly fucking cry? Mm -hmm. And you do that shit? I did that and blinked back tears. Nope the whole time so maybe we'll do that but in the meantime don't uh i don't know don't let your uh, bread loaf causes gut fermentation and don't try to be fucking perfect maybe ask for help it's okay to not be okay it is and it's okay to not be perfect and uh stay stay out out of chalk lines lines. Goodbye. goodbye